What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Cut. Sean, Christian, and Randy are here for all of your mediocre fantasy football advice. It's Monday night. We're recording in the middle of this Cowboys-Giants game. Randy, how you doing? Doing good. Great weekend with some great people. And uh, hopefully Amari gets about three more touchdowns here so I can beat Christian. <laughs> three more touchdowns? Uh, he needs like he needs like 20 points for me to win. That implies <laughs> that he's going to score a touchdown, and this offense looks pretty bad right now. Well, so yeah. does the Giants, but the Giants offense look, admittedly looks worse. So, Christian, how about you? I'm doing great. Had an awesome weekend. I was blessed with the presence of Randy's beautiful beard. You um, poor bastard. <laughs> no, we had a really good time over the weekend. It was nice being in Ohio. Uh, back to reality. Went to went to work today. That sucked. So, uh, really excited to be doing this though, because this is way better than than work. So, there were no adult beverages consumed at any point in that in that uh, time. The period. weekend? I, yeah. Oh no, definitely not. I have been a Christian since day one. Um, but he Christian's been the Christian. <laughs> yeah, I'm a born again. No, we, we had our fun. But um as, <laughs> we had our fun as we always do with our fraternity and we're all alive in here, so that's all that matters. Fair yes. enough. As always, thanks for listening. Uh thanks for joining in on this Monday night, probably listening on Tuesday morning. Um if you'd like to support the uh, support the podcast, shoot us an email at officialcuppod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the cut FFL. Like and share us on Facebook at The Cut FFL and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. We're going to try to go through a quick episode today. We're going to go through our Week 9 recap. We'll uh, recap the Thursday night, uh, Sunday day games, Sunday night, and then uh, maybe touch on a couple points here for the Monday night game, but probably not. Uh, We'll probably talk about it on Thursday. Uh, And then we're going to go through our worthy waivers of the week heading into Week 10. Can't believe it's already week 10. And then uh, we'll just give you a quick rundown of uh, how we're kind of doing in our fantasy leagues. Um, Obviously, we try to draw from experience for a lot of our advice. So we'll give you an idea of kind of how our leagues are looking. But let's get right into it here uh, for the week nine recap. The Thursday night game saw the 49ers defeat the Cardinals 28 to 25. Uh, best game of Jimmy G's career so far, 28 for 37 for 317 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, not really much coming from the running backs, uh, either Brita or Coleman. Uh, 27 combined carries for just under or just over 100 yards, 101 yards. So both uh, Tevin Coleman probably had a pretty disappointing week and Brita didn't do much either. The big note here was Emmanuel Sanders. He had seven catches for 112 yards and a touchdown on nine targets. Looked like he fully took over the wide receiver one job out there, kind of pushed uh, Debo Samuel and Dante Pettis to the side a little bit. George Kittle, I know I texted you guys before, uh, when that game started. The first play, he took a knee to he took a helmet to the knee. Looked pretty bad, but he came back into the game and uh, ended up having six for 79 and one on eight targets. Uh, do you guys have any any uh, takeaways from this Niners offense, or are they just on the fast track to the Super Bowl? I don't think we can deem them on the fast track to the Super Bowl yet, but Emmanuel Sanders and Jimmy G had one hell of a connection. Like some of those throws that Jimmy G was making right out of the break for, for Manny Sanders, it was kind of blowing my mind a little bit um, because they've only been working together for two weeks. Now, I did hear a stat that Sanders already knew this offense um, because the Broncos run the same exact offense almost. So he's not on a huge learning curve, which could be why he can immediately step in and play so much and also be so productive. But, man, I, I really love Emmanuel Sanders going forward. Yeah, I think it had to do with the offense coordinator who is now running the offense for Shanahan. Uh, he had the same – um, they ran the same plays and it's either the same one in Denver, the same one in San Francisco than it was last year. So San, like you said, Sanders has seen it before. So he, he looked to be right and stepped with Garoppolo um, on the Cardinals side. Kenyon Drake was the note here. He was traded the day of the trade deadline. Uh, then he performed really well, 15 carries for 110 yards and a touchdown caught four passes for 52 yards. Uh, Randy, I think the thing he showed the most is that he is a talented running back. I know you've been saying that for a while, but the problem is that David Johnson comes back into play probably next week. So it's just 
I, it's hard to read what this backfield is going to be. Um, what are, like do you have any thoughts on it, or is this just kind of all bets are off? Um, for me, it's clear like David Johnson's a way better running back. It's not really fair to Kenny Drake in a way, but they brought him in as a replacement for Edmonds. That's basically what this is because they're not going to rush Edmonds back because they're not a good team. So. And Drake's actually pretty good, as we all forgot, thanks to the Dolphins. So, I mean, they're going to work him in because it's clear that uh, this year David Johnson can't handle the full workload. And I think Kenny and Drake kind of looked a little bit better running the ball than David Johnson has this year. So maybe that's a sign of things to come. But it's going to be kind of like a, at best, 60-40 split for Johnson for Drake. I actually wouldn't be shocked to see them both rolled out there, though. I think Johnson was taking a lot of snaps out wide, and that's how Edmonds was remaining productive. <clears throat> I'm not saying that you should trust Kenyon Drake as anything more than maybe a flex, but um, I just think it'll be interesting to watch how that unfolds the, the next few weeks. Yeah, uh, and then there was really no wide receiver production at all out of anybody on the Cardinals except for Andy and Andy Isabella, who had a 88-yard touchdown. He ended up with one catch on the day, but it was that play, and he just kind of got to the third level, and no one no one was going to touch him. He is so freaking fast. <laughs> yep. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, it was watching him get to that second gear uh, once he once he beat the first level of the um, Niners defense, that was pretty impressive. Moving on here, the Texans twenty six to three over the Jags in London. Uh, there's not really much to say about this game. Um, Watson had two hundred yards and two touchdowns. Carlos Hyde had a big day with ninety carries for one sixty. Could have had a bigger day, but he had the ball punched out at the one um, when the. Texans were essentially trying to salt the game away, even though they did anyway. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, eight catches for 48 yards and found the end zone after Deshaun Watson leaped for the end zone, but was called down at the half yard line on a ridiculous, ridiculously athletic play. Um, and then Darren Fells had one catch, but he did find the end zone on a very good play call by the Texans. And uh, boy, Gardner Minshew. I, uh, I, there's not really many words, um, ended up with 309 yards, but two interceptions, two fumbles boys, that could have very well been the last we've seen of Gardner Minshew this year. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> What's crazy is he was playing up to, well, well above expectations. And then he kind of came back down to earth against the Texans who just lost JJ Watt and have a god-awful secondary, it makes no sense. The NFL is weird. But, yeah, I wouldn't expect to see Gardner Minshew out there the rest of the season. No, they got to they gotta go back to Foles. Uh, Foles is going to start practicing. Like like Randy and I have talked about, they paid him a bunch of money. Uh, and, I mean, Minshew very well could be the future, but I, I, I don't think you keep running him out there. Yeah, Maybe the Bears can trade for him. Maybe. I mean, all props to Gardner Menchu. He played well above his pay grade, and he yeah, deserved, Gardner, if you're listening, yeah. good job, buddy. He deserved all the praise he got this year, but this is Foles' team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, Fournette had 11 carries for 40 yards, but caught five passes for 32, and there was really no other production. Chark and Conley combined for six catches for 64 yards. You might as well throw this game away for a lot of the Jaguars offense, and it'll be interesting to see um, if and when the uh, Doug Marone does decide to go back to Foles. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. No DD in this one, but Westbrook could be an intriguing play uh, running the slot for Nick Foles going forward. Uh, moving on to the one o'clock, the Bills over the Redskins 24 to 9 in a game that we can probably touch on for. 30 seconds and skip over because Adrian Peterson had 18 carries for 108 yards. Dwayne Haskins got his first start and looked not good and nobody else did anything. So maybe you can flex uh, Adrian Peterson going forward because uh, he's just going to get, he's going to touch the ball 20 to 25 times a game. And that's about it uh, for the bills. Josh Allen only threw the ball 20 times, had 160 yards and a touchdown, but did have a short, uh, he had a QB sneak for a touchdown. It does. This seems like the way the Bills want to win. Um, Devin Singletary finally out-touched 
uh, Frank Gore by a large number. He had 20 carries for 95 yards of the touchdown and caught three for 45. Frank Gore had 11 carries for 15 yards. He was awful. Can we just, just please, please, Sean McDermott, please give this job to, to Devin Singletary. Yeah, I, I almost wonder if they were looking at this matchup and saying, hmm, that's the day that we'll roll him back out there after he got hurt at least. like I, I expect that this would have happened a lot sooner, but when he got hurt, they probably pegged this matchup as the Singletary coming out party. So, Yeah. Randy, I know you've been in a big Devin Singletary guy this year. Yeah, he looked good in all aspects. And yeah. I think he's kind of going to be the future key of this offense. Uh they need something to let Josh Allen not have to just carry this team with his cannon arm because obviously we know he's not the most accurate guy, but if you get Singletary going this kind of pace and you can get play action going with John Brown going 60 yards downfield, this is going to be kind of lethal, especially with this defense. Well, and to be honest, their offense this year hasn't looked that good. It, mm-hmm. Their defense has been – their defense has kept them in a lot of games. Their offense has just looked ordinary. Um, but I mean, like you said, their defense is going to keep the, it's going to be very positive game scripts because that defense is hard to go up against. And, uh, they're the bills offense is going to do just enough, just like this one, just enough to win these games. Um, the Panthers over the Titans, 30 to 20 for the Titans, uh, Tannehill, 331 yards, uh, touchdown and two picks. Derrick Henry did have 13 carries for only 63 yards, but added a touchdown. Uh, did catch three for 36, one of which was a 23-yard screen pass for a touchdown. You're a bum for adding the word only in there. <laughs> he had 63 yards. What do you want me to say? Yeah, but RB1, getting down to the stretch. He didn't even, he didn't oh. even top out. He had three catches for 36 yards. He didn't even top out at 100. Well, it doesn't matter because the Titans suck, but Derrick Henry's a beast. <laughs> Um, it's really hard to trust any of these pass catchers for Ryan Tannehill. I mean, and like to trust them enough to play the right one each week. Uh, AJ Brown, four for 81, Corey Davis, four for 48. Uh, John U. Smith was non-existent for three for 18. Um, I mean, the only touchdown that Tannehill had came from Henry. Like, I mean, do you guys trust any of these receivers? I think Henry. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Um, I think all the receivers have looked better under Tannehill, but I think I would trust AJ Brown more just because he's getting kind of the same target share as Davis, but he also has the better upside with big play potential. So if I had to pick one, I'm going AJ Brown there, but even there you're, it's like a wide receiver four with, if he gets a big play touchdown, he can get like high wide receiver three. Like you're not really going to play him except a, a deeper league or a, Week 10, bye week, flex. I mean. Yeah. Um, on the Carolina side, it, we're really starting to run out of words for McCaffrey. 24 <laughs> carries for 146 yards and a touchdown. Also added in three catches. They ran the old, let's run the ball up the middle and run for 60 yards. I, more teams should run that play. I don't know why. I like. I'm not now. I'm not. I'm not a football mind, really. But more teams should just, you know, run the ball up the middle and score a touchdown. Like it seems simple, doesn't it? <laughs> That's a bold, bold take. Yeah, saying it, you're not a football I, guy with a, a fantasy football podcast. I'm fantasy football guy and football <laughs> guy is completely different. Fair enough, in a way, yeah. <laughs> but no, I completely agree with you. Yeah, like, uh, they, just run. I, I don't think that always works, though. I, <laughs> no, I. I mean, they kind of exposed a. Titans defense that has been pretty good all year, so it's it was kind of a shocking sight. But I mean, the only words we need for McCaffrey is MVP. That's all we need. But the thing is, he's not going to win. It hey, there's a chance. He's, I told he's second right now. There's no way. There's no way you can look at it and give it to him over Russell Wilson right now. Uh, well, p- by his consistent play, I think I have a, a reason I could do that. But I understand why they're going to give it to the quarterback, but. The, the next time I see Rodgers for MVP, I'm just going to block that guy on Twitter. It's going to be fun. I hope it's somebody really important, and I never have to hear from him again. <laughs> anyway. Um, Christian, Moore, Christian, please tweet that in two seconds. That'd be great. <laughs> DJ Moore, seven catches for 101 yards on 10 targets, and Curtis Samuel, three for 64, but did add a touchdown. So decent games out of both receivers. Uh, 
Kyle Allen played okay, but when you got your running back uh, topping out at 166 total yards, not much really you need to do. Uh, the Chiefs over the Vikings, 26-23 on a last-second field goal by Harrison Bucker. Uh, Kirk Cousins stayed hot with 220 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, the note here was Adam Thielen was active. Uh, he, he had a hamstring injury going into this one. He immediately left the game after re-injuring it in the first quarter. I don't see how he plays next week, um, especially not seeing the field again after re-aggravating it. And what's crazy was Cousins had three touchdowns, but uh, one went to Amir Abdullah, uh, one went to Obisi Johnson, and the third went to Kyle Rudolph. So, like, the big-name Vikings didn't really do much. Dalvin Cook had 71 yards, but uh, caught four passes. Stephon Diggs had one catch on four, on four targets. Uh, and even Irv Smith, only four for 33. I, I think it's time to look at the Chiefs as a an extremely difficult matchup for receivers because they've been good against them all year, and I thought that Diggs and Thielen uh, would be able to kind of break that down, and Diggs was a no-show and Thielen got hurt. So I, I think you might hesitate to throw your, your receivers out there against the Chiefs. I mean, the, the Chiefs – the thing is, the Chiefs are still giving up points, though. They are, but not to receivers, and – I, I don't have the stat right now. Well, I mean, last didn't Aaron Rodgers throw for like four touchdowns last Sunday? Yeah, but they're they're not good running backs. Yeah, they're not giving up the big plays sure. anymore. They they yeah. corrected that. I mean, what Rodgers did was throw the ball really quick at five yards. He, I mean, most of his plays were like that, and all like Christian said, all of his best plays were the running backs. So, uh, I mean, they're they're making sure to. They know they're going to give up points, but they don't want to give up points in one play. So, I mean, you got to give them props yeah. for that at least. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, for the Chiefs, Damian Williams, 12 carries for 125 yards and a touchdown, including a 91 yard score. Uh, his touchdown was a big play. Latrell McCoy only had three carries. Did, did Williams just get the starting job back? Possibly. Trade him. Possibly, but trade him. Trade him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I think I think he, I did, think he did, but I think they have three guys that they trust. So, yeah, uh, I understand season log maybe wanted to hold on to him for your flex spot, but if it's a keeper or dynasty or anything, I would trade him because I don't think he has this job next year, and I'm not sure he keeps it all season. It's interesting to see what the Chiefs might do in the off season. I don't know if they would go out and try to get a running back in this loaded running back class that's going to be coming out. Or if they try to sign somebody, because I mean, well, I, I'm sure they could definitely sign someone. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's going to be guys available. Uh, obviously, Kareem Hunt's going to be reavailable because mm-hmm. he's not going to resign and be a backup. That would be interesting. I it don't would think be. they would do it. I don't I, think I, I don't so see either. them doing it, though. Yeah, I don't think so either, but there's a chance. Obviously, it looks like there's a chance that David Johnson could be available. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's other people around. I think Jordan Howard's on a one-year deal too. With Possibly, the Eagles, I'm not yeah. sure. And um, and like you said, this is a loaded class, especially for receiver. But there is like five or six running backs that we could envision being key players going into the future of this league. So you could probably wait till later in the draft and get one of them as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Tyree Kill, another big game, six for one forty and a touchdown on eight targets. He hasn't missed a beat with Matt Moore, so he's a safe start every week. Uh, Sammy Watkins stayed healthy for the second game in a row, which is uh, kind of surprising. Seven for 63 on 10 targets. And then Travis Kelsey added seven for 62 on nine. I personally think Mahomes sits one more week. Um, I know that Reed came out and said that they're going to monitor him and he doesn't necessarily need to practice to play. But I, I think they want to play it safe here. And because Matt Moore's done what exactly what they needed him to do, they're still right in step with the Patriots. For the uh, for one of the um, top two seeds in the AFC, so I, I I I could see them I could see them sending Mahomes one more week. Yeah, well, when the AFC is as bad as it is, I think that they can afford to do so. As bad AFC, as it is, AFC is pretty bad if you compare it to the NFC at least. I mean, but they have, I think they have like at least four or five teams with six plus wins. I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, my my thing is I understand that they could probably outscore the Titans next week with more, but 
I, I really do. I, I kind of agree. I, I could see them sitting out against going against the Titans defense, making sure Mahomes doesn't get hit. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Um it yeah, it I can see I, I can see a scenario where they just want to sit him one more week because I, I read I read something that's that said that if he waits, I believe it's if he waits one more week, the possibility of re-dislocating his knee goes from like forty-eight percent down to like sixteen or something. And to your to your point, Randy, uh four teams in the AFC have six plus wins. And um Seven or five teams. I'm sorry. Five yeah. teams have four, and compared to four in the NFC, so it's close. Yeah. All right. Uh, welcome, welcome to the NFL and parody. It's great to yeah, see it. I I really don't want to talk about this Dolphins just, Jets game. Just cover the stats. Just <laughs> we, don't have, <laughs> we don't have to go in depth. The only player we care uh, about's out for the year, so. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Jameson Crowder, eight catches for 83 yards and a touchdown on nine targets. Christian, is it time to drop your BFF? Robbie Anderson? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, if he couldn't get it done against the Dolphins, I mean, I guess it depends on who you're dropping him for. I personally, um, one of my worthy waivers this week, um, he's a receiver. I'll touch on that later, but I would drop Robbie Anderson for that guy. Yeah, Darnold, since Darnold came back, he had the good week against the Cowboys. He's looked really bad since that's what happens when you play under adam gaze i, I also see, want to point out that since he's been back the line's just been getting hurt and more hurt and told they can't have surgery and release yeah. so <laughs> getting released yeah. Yeah. yeah uh for the dolphins uh randy preston williams five for 72 and two on nine targets but it did get announced today that he's out for the season uh Devontae parker stepped in four for 57 and a touchdown on six and mike gesicki not uh, six catches for 95 yards on six targets. Uh, that's a name to watch. This could be a break is time to break out here, especially if they're going to continue to roll up Fitzpatrick and with no Preston Williams, they're going to need another pass catching option. Yep. Agreed. You know, you know what game might've been worse than that game was the uh, bears attempting to play football against the Eagles. Hey. They had, the, the bears had six yards at halftime. I think it was nine, dude. Don't sell him short. Either way, Trubisky, nice. Trubisky finished with 125. Yeah, Trubisky sure. isn't an NFL quarterback. I don't even think he's an NFL backup. They got it. Really. You would have to think they have to go to Daniel uh-huh. at some point. They just got to swallow their pride. I know they spent. A, I know they traded up and spent a number two pick on Trubisky, but they have to do something. How embarrassing! Um, uh, <sighs> David Montgomery did save his day with two touchdowns, had 40 yards. Uh, Allen Robinson. Had one catch. Re- really quick on Montgomery. I, w- I was looking at this with my buddy Seth. Shout out Seth. Uh, today, he – Montgomery has only broken 70 yards, I believe, one time this year is what we, we landed on. So, yeah, just take that for, for what it's worth. If he starts well, getting these touchdowns, then, then maybe. But when you're playing on that bad of an offense, I guess you're not going to get the ball handed off. The Eagles, the Eagles have a really good run defense, so we touched yeah. on it before which, which is why he was one of my sets of the week these touchdown bailed out his day obviously you could see a stat line he would have had what 10 points. points i mean oh no he had he had some receptions so, yeah yeah that's i mean this this offense is bad you're hoping for touchdowns yeah which it's you're not those. really seeing um yeah nice. and alan robinson had one catch and i'm still kind of mad about that uh for the eagles jordan howard 19 carries for 82 yards and a touchdown so another good game for him uh sanders 10 carries for 42 added three catches for 31 alshon jeffrey four for 36 on eight targets but did leave the game with an ankle injury and deshaun jackson was finally active and immediately left the game and now needs surgery so he's done for your fantasy season so that's pretty disappointing as Dak prescott misses a wide open cooper in the end zone here love it Just- um, I will cry live on air. I, <laughs> no, he he was Cooper was open. I see. Just, yeah, I see it. No. Nope. <laughs> um, and then Zach Ertz, nine catches for 103 yards and a touchdown on 11 targets. So he bounced back in a big way, uh, adding in four for 39 for Goddard. That's you, what I get for uh, saying that the Ertz train is over. Yeah. <laughs> well, you didn't you didn't expect all of the pass catchers in the Eagles' offense to be gone. So true. 
Very true. So is this a emergence for JJ Ortega right side or what are we what are we no. looking at here? Matt probably Collins. it's probably more of a bump for to be honest, it's probably more of a bump for Aguilar. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it man, Ortega White side is very talented. Uh but I don't I just don't see the breakout coming this year for him. My, I agree. Yeah. He looks like a rookie. My problem with him is I think he's gonna basically play the same role as Jeffries, and Jeffries is there. So yeah. uh the Steelers over the Colts 26-24 in Pittsburgh. Uh Jacoby Brissett with an MCL injury left the game for our old friend Brian Hoyer. Um <laughs> Hoyer was okay, 17 for 26, 168 yards, three touchdowns, an interception and a fumble. Marlon Mack, only 89 yards. Um, Paris Campbell got hurt again, and Jack Doyle uh, caught a touchdown pass with Hoyer. It's hard to trust any of these pass catchers with no Hilton. Maybe Zach Paschal. He had uh, six catches or uh, five catches for 76 yards and a touchdown on six targets. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I really don't have much to say about the Colts. I, I feel bad for Vinatieri, but a uh, Rigoberto Sanchez, buddy, it's laces out. Haven't you ever seen Ace Ventura? It's laces out. <laughs> I just that's, watched that the other day. That's on. That's on the snapper as well. Don't get that wrong. But no, but Sanchez caught it with laces out. He spun him back in. Yeah, but he has he a he has half a second out. to spin it, and the spin isn't just, just don't about spin it. Just put it down. It yeah, it's a thing. It's, it's a rhythm thing. He has to spin it. It's yeah, but I, I do want to touch on Zach Pascal. I'll touch on him a little bit later, but he really does look like the real deal when TY's out. I mean, he gets more targets, he's productive with them. Um, with TY being out for a few weeks, um, again, I'll, I'll talk about this a little bit later, but that's a name to keep your eye on for sure. Michael Gallup touchdown. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. <laughs> Uh, for the Steelers, they really didn't do anything on offense. I mean, Jalen Samuels had 13 catches for 73 yards. Rudolph had 20, uh, 191 yards, a touchdown and a pick, and they still won. It their their defense is decent, but they were going up against the backup quarterback and probably should have lost that game. So there's really not much to say. Uh, you guys got anything to add? No, Juju was shut down, which. I don't know that we expected as poor of a performance. Um, it just seems like with one. him, you don't know you don't know which Mason Rudolph you're going to get. That's the problem. Yeah, I think if Connor's out, I think uh, it kind of hurts this offense way too much. Samuels obviously did his thing, but I mean, let's be real here. They need Connor, and I'm not sure he plays this week. But it's it's not like just Juju. Deontay Johnson didn't have a good day. Like it wasn't. No one had a big receiving day at all. Well, Jalen Samuels did. Well, thirteen targets. Yeah, I mean, literally, I I can catch a ball from a center and throw it two yards. I'm not really that impressed by that. Agreed. (laughs) Moving on to the four o'clock, the Raiders over the Lions, thirty-one to twenty-four. Matthew Stafford is uh, continuing his career year: four hundred six yards, three touchdowns, and a and a pick. Added a fumble. Another disappointing day, not really anything from Ty Johnson, but J.D. McKissick had four carries for 32 yards, added in three catches for 40 yards and a touchdown on four targets. Um, he could potentially be a guy uh, you might want to add. It's just I, I'm, I, I personally would rather just stay away from that Lions backfield but because I just feel like they're, they're, the Lions are going to continue to throw the ball 40 to 50 times now. Yep, that's how yeah. they're going to win games. Both Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay finished with 100-plus yards and a touchdown uh, on a combined 12 catches. So you're probably safe starting both of these guys. Um, Again, probably just because of how often the Lions are going to throw the ball. For the Raiders, Josh Jacobs, 28 carries for 120 yards and two touchdowns. Um, He didn't have any catches, but I I wouldn't necessarily be worried about that just because he had such a great game on the ground. Hunter Renfro, six for fifty-four and a touchdown on seven targets. Is this a name that you guys want to start keeping an eye on? Um, Randy's been keeping an eye on him for a long time now. Well, yeah, I watched him in college for eight years, so I had. To- <laughs> oh, that's so true. Um, no, I, I obviously like Renfro's game. I like he has the classic slot 
work ethic, and he's great at his route trees, sheer hands. But uh, he's not going to be a target hog in this offense. They were Cooper Cup, huh? He reminds me of Cooper Cup. Oh, really? Yes. I wonder why that is. Lazy white guy in studio. <laughs> no, honestly, I can't wait for the next Twitter to see Wells Welker and Julian Edelman and Cole Beasley. Well, the, I mean, he has a similar game to those guys. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Real similar game, Christian. No, anyway. I, agree. I agree. I agree. I'm just messing around. Uh, they, I, I, they completely shut out Tyra Williams with Darius Slay. That was their focus. Uh, didn't look like Waller could really get open. Looked like they were trying everything they could to keep the ball away from him. So if the teams are going to continue to do that, they're going to be able to run the ball still, and Renfro can catch the ball. So maybe in a deeper league or something for the future, he's going to be a target guy, but I don't think he's going to get more than seven targets in a game, honestly. Yeah, you're still probably fine playing Waller. Um, I, yeah. I think he's going to have more good games than bad. Um yeah, so Hunter Renfro, keep an eye on him. Uh, the Seahawks over the Buccaneers, 40-34 to 34 in overtime. Jameis Winston, uh, 335 yards, two touchdowns. He added eight yards on the ground and a fumble. Uh, Ronald Jones, 18 carries for 67 yards and a touchdown. And after the game, Bruce Arians came out and said that he thinks that um, – Godwin, or, I'm sorry, not Godwin. He thinks that Jones is going to have more touches now and, because he's just been more explosive. Uh, I was just busy watching a screen pass that went for like 70 yards by Barkley. Yeah, uh, boy. Um, so do you guys have any interest in Ronald Jones? Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to talk about him later. <laughs> uh, his main problem for me is he doesn't really get the catches. I mean, he's going to get one or two a game. but uh, So, I mean, that's RB3 with uh, some RB2 upside with touchdowns. So, I mean, he's definitely a guy in play every week uh, for your flex. If he's going to be the starting role. I agree with that for sure. I've, I've always liked Ronald Jones. I think he's way better than Peyton Barber. What? No, listen. <laughs> this, no, 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 sir. We have been friends for forever, leagues together. You do not say that. Okay. You told I, I will me say I was, always. You told me I was dumb for drafting him last year, which in fairness was. But last still. Year, yes. And so, you told uh, me let this me year. Rephrase. You told me this year Peyton Barber was better. Let me rephrase. Ronald Jones won my heart over early in the season. Not always, but Peyton Barber is just an average running back. He's just a roster filler. Ronald Jones has explosion when he runs. So, uh, Plus, yes, Ronald I, Jones is the younger running back. Yeah, and yeah. They, they've invested in him. I appreciate you calling me out, though, because oh, I definitely misspoke there because oh, I hated okay. him out of the draft. Yeah, I, and I – I still think he sucks at catching passes. All right, boys. Yeah, boys, do, let's bring we, it back in. Yeah, we okay. don't we don't just screenshot Christian Sweet. We also say it in real life that he's lying. Don't worry. Oh, <laughs> most of the time he is. Um, <laughs> Mike Evans, 12 catches for 180 yards and a touchdown on 16 targets. He is now the uh, wide receiver one in fantasy. Chris Godwin, seven catches for 61 yards on nine targets. Uh, the I mean, these are both guys that you can roll out as wide receiver ones, don't you think? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I would I, love to have Mike Evans on my team. Definitely over like Joe Mixon or something. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm fine with it for Dynasty. That's the only reason I made that move. Um, they're, they're both great. They're both great. Yeah. yeah. Russell Wilson, um, 378 yards, five touchdowns. There's not much. There's just not a lot to say about him. He's just unbelievably good, and he's having a career season. Sean, I don't think you read his name right in the show doc. I'm, it, it, it just says MVP. Exactly. Yep. We talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> we just talked about it 10 minutes ago. Oh, geez. You're right. <laughs> uh, Chris Carson was able to find a little bit of running room to the tune of 105 yards on 16 carries. Uh, Tyler Lockett, 13 for 152 and two on 18 targets. Metcalf also had a big game, but they did sign Josh Gordon. I think Gordon slides in to and kicks Metcalf down a little bit. I don't know how you guys are feeling about that, but that's just my thoughts. And Christian, you put in here thoughts on Jacob Hollister as a streaming tight end. Absolutely not. I, I okay. I, I don't. I, I mean, I don't see it. 
only I, I want to chase the points here after yeah. one week. Only time I would consider it would be in a matchup like this where you expect Wilson to throw 40-plus. But in reality, that's only about a third of his matchups usually. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. The Broncos over the Browns, 24-19 in Denver. Uh, Mayfield, 27 for 42, 273 and a touchdown. Uh, he he wasn't the problem in this one. He, he had a good game. Uh, Chubb only 20 carries for 65 yards and four catches for 26. Uh, Kareem Hunt will probably play uh, in week 10, and he's probably going to get a decent amount of snaps per Freddie Kitchens. Uh, Beckham, five catches for 87 yards on six targets. And Jarvis Landry, six catches for 51 yards and a touchdown on 13 targets. And um, Richard Higgins is just uh, disappeared in this offense. How uh, is Jarvis Landry getting seven more targets than OBJ? How? Because Kitchens only allows Odell to run 16-yard out routes and 30-yard posts. And I mean, and just straight up goes. He, he listen, treats him like DK Metcalf, man. I, it's crazy. I told you guys I ended up passing out during parts of this game just because of a long weekend, obviously. But I uh, re-watched a lot of the tape today, kind of, and there were so many plays where we had three or four receivers in the same area. I don't know what kind of concept that is. It's pretty garbage. Dumb. It's it's something you do in like a rec league where you don't tell your receivers the routes to run, so they're just somehow all in the same area. It's really hard for a quarterback to throw open anyone when there's six defenders yeah. in the same area. And I I'm mean, going to say a lot of people are questioning uh, Mayfield on that last play to Beckham. The read is Landry over the middle. By the time he looks off Landry, decides that's not open, and looks to Beckham, Harris catches back up to him. So if if you want the ball to go to Beckham in that situation, call a play for Beckham in that situation. Don't have Beckham just run a go route and take him completely out of the play and try to and try to call something crossing over the middle. Wait, you're telling me that a go route shouldn't be the first read on a fourth and four with a game on the line? Nope. Just it's just like how your uh, top five yards per carry running back shouldn't be in the game on third and three. Quarter, Quarter, fourth, fourth and one. one. Yeah. My God. It, he did get the first down though. Um, it doesn't matter. Anyway, the Broncos. Uh, it's all shit. Uh, Philip Lindsay nine for ninety two and a touchdown. He had ninety two yards on nine carries. Um, he he looked good. Roy Freeman didn't really do much. Uh, Cortland Sutton. There was a lot of questions going into the game with Brandon Allen a quarterback. Five for 56 in a touchdown, and it was a ridiculous touchdown catch. Denzel Ward was in great position. Uh, Sutton just went – he he kind of just shoved him a little bit and just went over him. Like It was a great play. Uh, Noah Fant, three for 115 in the touchdown on four targets, including a 75-yard play. Uh, that was some pretty, pretty bad tackling. <laughs> to I mean, say there's the not least. Much, there's not much else to say. Uh I don't see any way that Allen continues to be the starter once Drew Locke is healthy. I don't see how Elway. Elway, the thing is that Drew Locke was the guy that Elway picked. Uh, he he's he. It was like Paxton Lynch. Uh, it's his handpicked guy. So I don't see how they go to a dude who's been on who's on his third team in three seasons over Drew Locke. Yeah. So the only argument I would have with that is <clears throat> Locke has been hurt for the entire year and not practicing. Throwing him out there is kind of stupid, but the Broncos sure know how to be stupid with their quarterback. So I probably agree with you. I just don't think that that's what they should do. Well, Fair. I mean, at this point, but again, right, week ten. I mean, at this point of the year, this is when your starters out for basically the rest of the year. You drafted this guy high, but not our year. And I mean, look at I look mean, at the Bengals going to Ryan yeah, Finley. It's the same thing. You're gonna yeah. you bring the rookie out to see what you got in him. You got to see, yeah. You got to, I mean, they have no shot to make the playoffs. You got to see what you have for yeah. the future, which is what the Dolphins should be doing with Rosen. So I, I they already tried that. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. They, they should have rolled with them because then they would have gotten a better quarterback. Now I they won a, a game and they're screwed. I need it for that. I, I want them to turn it. I want them to turn to them week 10. They should be like, oh, we want a game. Let's not do that again because <laughs> I, I don't have Wentz this week. So I Ryan, <laughs> how dare you? Back to the bench with you. See, that's what <laughs> Fitzpatrick's the smartest guy in the league. He's like, you know what? I don't want to play anymore. So I'm going to win one game. I'm, I'm going to get I'm benched. Gonna go <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the Chargers over the Packers, 26 to 11 in Los Angeles. Uh, for the Packers, there's not much to say. Um, Aaron Rodgers with only 161 yards. 
Uh, Jamal Williams had two carries for 10 yards, caught six passes for 39 in the touchdown. It's five Aaron yards Jones, per carry. Aaron Jones didn't do anything. Good one. Aaron quick, Jones didn't do anything. <laughs> Devontae Adams was back, had seven catches for 41 yards on 11 targets. But the, I, I personally, I throw this game out for all the Packers skill players. Um, the Chargers just looked like they wanted to run the ball a lot, which they did. Um, new offensive coordinator, so they could they they controlled the game. So Packers are obviously going to have better weeks. I think the biggest takeaway is that Devonte Adams looked healthy again. Yeah, there's there that video that went around where he was leapfrogging guys in practice, and and he looked fine. So he should be good to roll out there for these next couple of weeks. Uh, for the Chargers, Melvin Gordon, 20 carries for 80 yards and two touchdowns, uh, caught three passes for 29. Uh, Austin Eckler had four targets, four receptions for 70 yards, and he also had 12 carries. Uh, another quiet game for Keenan Allen, but Mike Williams kind of showed the guy that um, we've known him to be three catches, but those three catches went for 111 yards. So Mike Williams obviously has that big play ability. And Hunter Henry, uh, another good game. It's uh, he's probably a top five tight end. I don't know if you guys are on the same page, but uh, I mean, he's definitely he's definitely a consistent guy. Yeah, he was drafted. <laughs> he was drafted as a top five tight end. I yeah. mean, this is what we expected right here. Yep. And the Sunday night game was saw the Ravens over the Patriots, thirty-seven to twenty. Um, for the Patriots, uh, Brady, two hundred eighty-five yards, a touchdown, and a pick. James White was really the only guy to note here. Um, he had nine carries for 38 yards and a touchdown and caught two passes for 46. Um, Sony Michelle, their first round running back in a game that they could have controlled the game script, got four touches. Because why not? Because he's not good. Well, it's because they got down early and this is a bad matchup against running backs when the Ravens are healthy. I mean... I mean, were, I were were you guys confident in him besides getting a touchdown maybe this week? I mean, I was. I mean, I, I I expected him to have more than four touches. I agree, but I mean, Brady's I also there. expected the Patriots to be in more scoring opportunities, mm-hmm. um, and to for him to get goal line touches. But this was the first game that actually showed because a lot of people kind of wanted to throw it away, but they showed a stat in the Browns game last week that the Patriots were like the fourth worst or had the fourth most punts in the league from their offense and this shows that the Patriots offense isn't probably where they want it to be right now uh Sanu had 10 catches for 81 (laughs) yards and a touchdown had 14 targets it it still feels I still feel like they need another weapon or they need one of those tight ends to do something yeah they they haven't had a tight ends have been hurt all year lines hurt fullbacks hurt I mean we, we never thought I never thought that they were playing peak Patriot football. I mean, they're just they, they didn't never have, do until the playoffs. No, and they didn't have a hard schedule because their divisions crap. I mean, all their hard yeah. games, people were hurt or the Browns played them hard, but turned the ball over a bunch. I mean, weather and the weather played a little bit of a role. In yeah, that game too. But um, I mean, it didn't. It didn't look like they went full go at Lamar in this running game, which I thought they should have. And I mean, this yep. is kind of what happened. Yep. Uh, for the Ravens, Jackson, uh, 17 for 23, 163 yards and a touchdown. Added in 16 carries for 61 yards and two touchdowns. The Ravens pretty much controlled this game from the jump. Mark Ingram, 15 carries for 115 yards and had two catches for 29. There was really no wide receiver production, but Nick Boyle was the tight end to note. Five catches for 27 yards and a touchdown. I know that we were all big into Mark Andrews going into this year. This is now the second or third week in a row that Andrews has had a very mediocre game. I think bigger days are coming. Uh, obviously, we know that the Patriots like to take the number one option away. It looked like going into this game that whenever Andrews was on the field, that's who they were keying in on. Um, Marquise Brown did play, but he was he looked a little bit slow. So I, I, I think it was more a product of that's who the Patriots tried to take away was Mark Andrews. Yeah, it, it looked like they were trying to get Make sure Mark Andrews and uh, Hollywood Brown couldn't beat him. And, yeah, I, I said and, that was a worry of mine, but like I said, I thought that was the wrong game plan. Yep. Christian, were you about to say something? Uh, I was just going to say that Hayden Hurst was also a beneficiary of that because he had a pretty decent game too, and 
it, it's weird to me that Mark Ingram has established himself as the number one tight end there with Hayden Hurst, who was drafted in the first round. Um, Mark Andrews looks much better, obviously, other than this week, but <clears throat> I just find it odd. Yeah, it, it's weird. Um, it's just when a team runs eight tight ends at you, it's it's hard to trust one of them every week. That's kind of what I got, what I've gotten from this. Um, all right. Well, do you guys got anything to add? But because that'll pretty much do it for our our week nine uh, recap here. So we'll uh, take a quick break. When we get back, we'll get into our worthy waivers of the week leading into week ten. All right, let's get into the worthy waivers of the week going into week ten. Before we attack each other and tear ourselves to shreds like a pack of maniacs, let's just open the sack first and see what's actually in it. It might not even be worth the trouble. Totally worth it. Randy, why don't you go ahead and start? Uh, yeah, we kind of already went over my first one. I'm going to go with Ronald Jones, uh, owned in about 30% of leagues right now, and finally got the starting job. I think he probably should be the top guy of the week here. And, I mean, if he's going to be starting running back, like I said, he's not going to be an RB2 for you in my eyes, but I think he's a solid play for you in the flex every week. And he has touchdown upside because this offense scores. He's, but like I said, uh, he can't be that high up because he won't be getting more than one or two pass catches a week. Yeah. I think Chris, Christian, anything to say about your, your boy, Ronald Jones? <laughs> no, I know. I, the, the reason I actually don't, didn't have him and didn't put him in our, our show doc is because in most of my leagues, he's already owned. So yeah, um, it, we, I, we yeah. play in intelligent leagues. In our nice. leagues. He, I believe in, I think two of our, my leagues, he's own, he's not owned in. Uh, and I'll he's probably definitely a name. Up. Yeah, he's definitely a name to keep an eye on if he's not. Yeah. Um, Christian, who you got? Yeah, so I've got Zach Pascal. Um, he definitely looks to be the number one option for a few weeks at least as T.Y. works his way back to health. Um, he's really shown out in the games that he's been the first read. And despite the fact that Jacoby Brissett went down, he still looked pretty good with, with Brian Hoyer in there. Um, I think that if you're taking a chance on any of these Colts pass catchers, it's got to be him, especially with Paris Campbell going down. I feel like they're just going to try to feed uh, Pascal the ball. And I, I think he's got wide receiver two upside, um, but he's a definite flex for you. And if you can get that on the waivers this late in the season, that's something that I would love to do. So go get him. Yeah, I agree. And with uh, Brissett possibly not playing next week, they're – going to try and feed Mac, and I think the other teams know that too. So he could be open a lot more than we think. Yeah, and Hoyer's capable enough. Uh, my guy, I, I pivoted once the news came out today. My guy is Kalen Balaj, and this is just based on the uh, necessity factor. Uh, Kenny Drake was traded. Uh, Mark Walton is now suspended for the next four weeks. So Balaj should get first crack at the touches, him and Miles Gaskin. Uh, he can probably find the end zone for you. Uh, he's been a he's been their red zone back anyway with Mark Walton on the field, but I th I think that he's the guy they turn to now for the next couple of weeks. Uh, I mean, the waiver wire for running backs isn't great. Like Randy said, Ronald Jones is owned in a decent amount of leagues, um, but he's a guy that he, at least he's starting. He he's probably he should be the starting running back for the Dolphins, and you can just throw him in as a flex play and close your eyes and hope for the best, but better than nothing. That's what you want in your waiver. Right. <laughs> you know I what? Agree. He's the last guy alive. Might as well. <laughs> <laughs> Go into your next one. <laughs> my, my next one is Josh Gordon. Um, he was dropped in a lot of leagues that I'm in. He's only 60% owned in Yahoo Fantasy as of right now. And um, he's got the talent. Uh, I, I've never been a fan of his character, but he's 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 in the right situation now being in seattle he's going to play on monday night he should slide right in to be one of wilson's top weapons probably in the wide receiver two role it, it's hard to ignore the talent that he has and wilson right now is making everyone look ridiculous in that group so gordon could definitely be a plug and play guy right off the bat yeah for sure i mean I, I won. I, I'm curious to see what happens with DK Metcalf. That's the only thing there. Um, my second guy is Reckwell Armstead. Randy, 45 yard touchdown. To yeah, I, yeah, so I pumped my fist and everything. <laughs> Gross. Um, so 
Armstead looked to be more involved in the passing game this week. We're over halfway through the season. This is typically when rookies start to get a little more run. And if he's already starting to work his way into the passing game, that's not one of Fournette's strengths. He's been used that way this year, but I believe that's because they haven't had the TJ Yeldon to lean back on. So I think that Armstead is going to take over this Yeldon role moving forward. And he's worthy of at least a stash because you have a very solid handcuff that could end up flex worthy or RB2 worthy if something were to go go wrong with Fournette. So um, this is the time that I would pick him up now that he's kind of shown that he has the ability. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know, man. I think Fournette's been very efficient in this role. I understand what you're saying, but he also... The thing is, if you... Sorry, Randy, but if you look at the guys that you're hosting on your bench, um, especially teams, leagues with like six, seven bench spots, like that last guy that you have that you never play anyway, like it wouldn't... it, It doesn't hurt to go grab a guy like this that if something was to happen to Fournette, which in the past it's shown that could happen, then Armstead is a is a start every week. Yeah, and I was just about to say uh, this is the last this is time of the year where you grab all the handcuffs just in case. So I had, mm-hmm. yeah, it's there. Just uh, really quick, Randy, that was a crappy <laughs> trade offer. My God, this guy in the middle of this show just sent me Mark Walton and Terry McLaurin for yeah. Mark Ingram. Yeah, yeah, deal. <laughs> Absolutely, right now. <laughs> Good God. Yeah, that was a point. <laughs> All right, yeah. go on to your last guy, Randy. We gave us nine minutes to... Yeah, I know. I just yeah. figured I'd send out a couple just to be just for the lulls. Uh, All right, Randy, who's your last guy? Uh, Devonta Parker, kind of almost the same aspect as Kalen Balazs, to be honest with you, uh, with Williams going down, and they were pretty much splitting the workload over there in Miami. Uh, he's going to be the guy here. I understand he gets all... The best coverages and they do still have to play the Patriots again but he may be with all these targets and he's looked a lot better this year kind of a mini breakout for him I think you could see a way where he can be a flex play for you down the stretch here and maybe even up to wide receiver three potential and yeah. obviously with this week having six teams on by and then four the next two I mean there's a chance you need him He's been consistent. He's yeah. he's caught touchdowns, and Fitz Fitzpatrick is going to throw the ball a million times. Yeah, I would take him over someone like I know Beasley's out there, and a lot of people every week that they need someone, they go out and like, oh, maybe he'll get be consistent. Well, Parker's been consistent and has touchdown upside, and is number one receiver for his team. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, that'll do it for our worthy waivers of the week leading into week ten. Uh, let's get into one more segment we're going to do. Uh, how you doing? 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 How you are doing? So I'll start. As you guys know, I'm in 12 leagues this year. Um, even I've kind of felt like it's a bit much, but I'm, I'm still doing it. I'm pushing through. It's fun still. Um, of those 12, I'm firmly in the playoffs in seven, so more than half. Uh, I'm on the edge, but in the playoffs in three. And then I'm either a game out of the playoffs or tied for playoff positioning in two. Um, my work league, I'm going to lose this week, so I'm going to be a game out of eighth place, two games out of fifth. And then my last two quarterback league, I'm going to be a uh, game out of fifth place um, out of six teams. So there's three teams tied. Uh, for that, but it, I'm I'm satisfied with being firmly in in seven to twelve. Yeah, I, I don't think that you could be upset about that. No, that's that's pretty phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, you have a chance to be in in ten of your twelve leagues, and with how many injuries there's been this year, that's pretty good. <laughs> Thanks, but you still suck. <laughs> <laughs> good lord! All right, well, Randy, how about you? Moving into mine. Uh, I wrote a comment I'm not going to say on here to begin with, but looking at the actual standings more, uh, I'm actually not in a terrible spot here. Every league, I am in the running for a playoff spot. Nothing solidified, but that's what makes this fun anyways, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> Yeah, the race. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm combined 15 for 21 overall, but that includes uh, tied for first in one division in one league in my division, and then eighth place out of a six place out of six playoff spots in uh, the league Christians commissioner in, and fifth place out of a four playoff spot team in one of our friends leagues that we're in together, and I uh, I think unless Amari Cooper gets 10.3 more points, I'm going to be and I believe ninth place in our dynasty league, which is eight playoff spots. And I have a super young team, so I'm actually not that mad at this, to be honest with you. I've kind of been uh, going strong here for the last few weeks. I think because I beat you, I jump you and go yeah. into ninth. So you'll be yeah, in yeah. possibly. I I thought but we're I th- still right there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I thought you were going to eighth, if I'm not mistaken. Oh shoot! Well, I hope so. Yeah, I didn't think that. Look, there, um, there's a massive amount of people. It's literally like three top teams, and then everyone else is right in the same boat. I mean, Sean's one of the top teams in that one, and he is about to be, I think, five and four. And I think he's like fourth or fifth place. I mean, like, <laughs> we all yeah, have a yeah, shot it's, there. It's, yeah, it's it's all kind of just jumbled there. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's the league where I traded away Mark Ingram uh, after his big game. So... I, I think I've uh, I hurt my roster and I'm still kind of in this position. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I wrote down here my teams all suck. Uh, that's not actually true. I'm firmly in the playoffs and one. I don't know that anyone's gonna jump me. I'm in. I'm in third. Um, I'm, there's a lot of people battling for that fourth playoff spot, but I'm a couple games ahead right now, so I should be in, and I'll lose to Sean or. Joey, uh, or, one of our other buddies, or me or sweet, or me or sweet, getting that fourth seed. That's gonna be, <laughs> and then I'll be in trouble. Yeah, but um, at least I'll be in the playoffs. And then I'm battling for my playoff hopes in two of them. Um, I should make it in dynasty. I've got Sean. I think the second to last week, and that's an easy win. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. What's your record again? <laughs> I'm I'm creeping not, up, man. Not that much worse than yours. <laughs> Yeah, that's hey. Season, you're over 500. Well, I will when I beat you, but <laughs> but I'm I should make the playoffs in that league because my team has consistently gotten better throughout the year. Um, somehow through a variety of trades, I've acquired I have two first round picks, I have two second round picks, and I am hopefully still going to be uh, making the playoffs. So why are you looking at me funny, Randy? I I was like. I don't think you have two first round picks, and then I remember uh, Lush stupidly yeah. be a first rounder for Julian Edelman in a dynasty league. Yep, that definitely happened. <laughs> um, so then, only four teams in my other league make the playoffs. I am sitting at five hundred, about to go. I'm about to be four and five in that league. Um, what's crazy is that might get me in the top four when it's all said and done at, on the track that I'm on. Um, I was on a three-game winning streak, and then I just hit the the bipocalypse this week. And um, my, I, I think, you think this, if you think this week's bad, Christian, I got some news for you. Oh, I know. Um, but I had six of my players score in single digits or zero. My my defense had zero, so that's why uh, I, I might be screwed in that league. But it, it it'll be competitive, and that's not a money league. Um, Shout out to all the guys down here in North Carolina that let me join. Um, and then there's one I'm definitely out of the playoffs in. Six teams make the playoffs. I have two wins. I have a slim shot. Uh, it's a 10-team league. Um, so I, I'm sitting in last place. So uh, I'm definitely not going to miss the play or not going to make the playoffs. But oh well. Um, hey. And I'm 17 and 18 overall. Well, I mean, in that one, I think I jumped. Like, I'm with you at the bottom, but I won this week, so I'm jumping all the way up to, like, seventh or something. Like, it's something oh. stupid. Like, you do Sweet. have a shot, but... It, it's It'll be tough. We we have um, had some uh, bad injury and bad play luck, to be honest with you. All right. Well, there's some updates on our uh, numerous fantasy leagues. Uh, I, I think I win in the amount of leagues that I'm in this year, but it's all good. Uh, you guys got anything to add before we get out of here? Uh, no, it looks like I'm going to beat Randy in Dynasty and, and take over that spot. So feeling pretty great about that. Uh, excited for 
next week of football. That's for sure. Yeah. Should be a fun need, week with uh, so many teams on by. I need one more catch from Evan Ingram, and I beat my friend Tony. So I'm, I'm down this by show? point. I'm down by point eight. The giant and the Giants just got the ball back. All right, that'll do it for us here at the cut. We will talk to you guys again on Thursday. Uh, for Christian Williams, Randy Hall, I'm Sean Ward. We'll see you later. We gone.